0: This is your host, Sam Jirocki from J-Rock Lone Care and Gardening, speaking about all things loan care, garden related and business-wise, whether you do this at home for a bit of fun or if you're trying to break into the business. Sit tight and enjoy the podcast. Hello everyone and welcome back to another J-Rock's Loan Care Gardening podcast. Here we are on episode number 68 titled, Saltex. With Dave Warner. So we've had Dave on the podcast before and if you want to head on back through these podcasts you'll be able to see it there and it was a great interview that we had him on speaking about all things lawn care and a bit about Dave's business and how he runs it. But this one here as I mentioned last week is we are looking for a podcast to talk about Soltex and the event itself and luckily Dave you know messaged me in no time and was like you know I'm happy to jump on and as we'll get into on this, a lot of experience with the show, so hopefully it'll be a very open forum chat. But here we go, our guest this evening is Dave. How are you doing, buddy? Thanks for joining us.
1: Hey mate, I'm good. I'm good. I think I'm coming down with a slight cold, so if my voice is a bit bit deep and uh bassy, then that's probably what it is. But you know, yeah.
0: Better, cracking. Than cracking, <laughs> Better than a kraken, mate. Better
1: than a Yeah, um, absolutely.
0: So as I as I mentioned there, basically, Soltex, obviously very open forum chat. It's I think I mentioned it in the last podcast uh, that it's, it's one of the biggest sort of turf care industry events that we hold in the UK. First question I've got for you is how many years have you been going and can you just sort of speak a little about it? Just a little bit. Yeah, So
1: I, my first Soltex was in 2000. So Soltex used to be held at Windsor Racecourse, and, um, That's pretty close to me, actually. So obviously when I I was a greenkeeper in those days and we we had our Christmas do, but also Soltex was like our big kind of like a day out, if you like. Yeah. So we'd go to Soltex and then we'd go out to Windsor afterwards and have a real good, real good night. And I guess in those days um, golf was a bit different. I think it certainly was, I saw the change from golf being a pastime. And then in about 2004, it kind of really, for me, changed to become a business. And so <laughs> the, the old days of Celtics were were very different to what they are now, where obviously it was outdoors. So every, all the big companies all had big marquees, lots of, um, you know, like that white plastic kind of garden furniture. Yeah. And you'd go in, you'd find your rep, he'd look at you, count you up, seven of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah sit over there, and then by the time you got to the chair, seven beers appeared. <laughs> so <laughs> seven beers, then you'd move on to the next brand. So you right. see the sales rep. Yeah, seven yeah. Seven beers, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> instantly was a very boozy affair. And then obviously we had the night out as well, so that was always great. But obviously, with it being outside, you, in some cases, could demo stuff, but there was lots of... Um, they were demoing stuff as well. So you, you could have a little go on things, but, but everything was kind of being demoed. If it wasn't, it it may have just been by them showing you how it actually works and stuff like that. Okay. And, um, you know, I can remember one time a few beers in and um, we (laughs) went to one stand and they had a little, a little digger and around it was, um, uh, flower pots and on top were polystyrene cups And you basically had to move the dig around and then with the bucket, knock off the polystyrene cups and whoever did it in the fastest time of the, of the day won a prize. So we kind of, we sent our, our best, our best digger driver up. (laughs) Of course, he's five beers deep by this stage. So it's just absolute carnage. (laughs) So it was, you know, it was things like that, which as I say, I think there was a change and maybe, maybe there was less alcohol involved, but, um, yeah so i I've, I've been going on and off since 2000 um and then i guess i don't as i say i think kind of golf changed a little bit and we couldn't maybe be getting away as much you know and and having that time off because it's it was also held in september yeah so we're quite busy there as well um and i guess you know eventually about 2011 i guess our um, enthusiasm for it died a little bit yeah. And maybe, you know, I can't speak for others, but maybe that across the board was also the same feeling. So in 2014, they then announced that that would be their last show in Windsor and that 2015 was going to be held at the NEC. Right. Um. So, So you had, I guess there was two major reasons. One is the Great British weather, with it being outdoors. It could just, the whole event could just be rained out all, all of the days. And of course, being in the NEC it's in the middle of the country. So it's for for everybody, it's just that little bit easier to get to, even though it was only 40 40 minutes away from my house originally. But that's okay.
0: (laughs) One thing that you've said a few times there, and I suppose it's a side topic here, but you said that golf changed. Now, was that out of personal interest? Now, is that something where you've seen people being more competitive, so they expected more from the course? Or what, what was the change that you've seen there? That effect, think you it, think may have affected
1: so, it. So, I think when I first started, golf was a was a pastime. So, for for instance, I started as a greenkeeper on the first of November. Um, can't remember the year, but on the first of November, all the markers went from the tees onto the winter tees, and that's where they stayed from the winter.
0: Yeah.
1: But of course, as as golf became a business, and they're looking to make money people are happy to pay, you know, however much a green fee is, but they want to play the actual course. And right. we then found that we were then having to try and keep the markers on the summer tees for longer. So that was more work and effort going into maintaining those markers, those tees and, and looking after them um, to get more, to get more golfers in more golfers, more money, more money, more equipment, etc., cetera, et cetera. And, um, you know, I think that was just a lot of go- a lot of golf courses maybe were struggling to just kind of like maintain that sort of pastime, relaxed um, kind of atmosphere because I guess all, you know my, everything goes up and labor goes up and everything goes up and and the golf courses need to make more money um, to to survive ultimately. Um, I remember telling hearing a story about a golf club where if you were if you dropped your handicap to, you know, down to whatever whatever it was, let's let's just say it was eighteen for argument's sake, you'd get three weeks to improve it, or you were kicked out.
0: Wow.
1: You you know, at the end of the day, you need these people's money, regardless yeah. of whether they're good golfers or not. So, yeah. just just little things like that, I think, I noticed change. Um, just, just. The, the whole industry just became a lot more professional as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, um, I've seen it so. a lot with the greens, how you said about the tees there. We've got some courses by us, some are playable, you know, like 49 weeks of the year, you know, they're pretty much yeah. solid golf courses. And then there's other ones that are fantastic courses from April till, you know, September. Then as soon as the wetter weather comes in, it's like, you know, as soon as it stopped in them went winter tees and winter greens, you know, they were losing custom mm. just because the course couldn't handle that, handle it through budget or what manpower, whatever it might have been. And, you know, I have seen that shift people. So it's quite interesting that you say yeah. the way you've seen it, you know, a lot <clears throat> earlier on. You say it definitely towards specific courses i suppose
1: you know and one of the things was is with the winter greens i mean the green you know the tease is actually not a major a major thing obviously it affects the the length of the course but people want to play on real greens so we used to you know the hint of a frost temporary uh, temporary greens yeah well we basically unless the green was underwater we kept them on the greens and that was whatever kind of frost didn't matter kept them on the greens and actually we didn't notice any damage. The only real time you'd see any damage is in the slightly longer grass. You could see the, 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 the bruising if you like, yeah. but the greens absolutely fine. And you know, you then weigh up, you know, any, any kind of like frost damage compared to the loss of revenue. Mm. And, um, it was, it, it wasn't even, you know, something you would think about. It was just no, keep them on the greens and, and they were perfectly fine. Yeah. But, uh, a few years before then you wouldn't even dreamt of doing something like that but then maybe that was also we were doing more work to the green we were strengthening the we were strengthening the leaf throughout the year so it it may be, maybe the hard work that we did for the rest of the year actually paid off during the winter months
0: yeah yeah well it, it seems about right you know it, it's definitely precautions that people tend to do a lot more of for those people that have them you know longer range goals or they're, they're thinking about winter when it's only you know June-July time they thing about right what steps do I need to start getting ready and they mm. do tend to be the better lawns, greens golf courses you know as a whole sort of turf care package the
1: Absolutely. people that do
0: you know do think ahead um, when you were going to Soltex during them earlier days let's call it then what was the sort of things that you were looking into I'm guessing this was you know big John Diaz and things like yeah. that. Yeah,
1: so, I mean, this was, <clears throat> I mean, at this stage, I was literally the junior. Do you know what I mean? I was I was the youngest member of staff and I I, I was even dressed purely, I, my very first soltex, I didn't really even know what it was, to be honest. I just knew that we were going out in Windsor. So I was actually dressed <laughs> accordingly for a night out in Windsor. Yeah. And, and then all of a sudden, I'm now walking through this field going, I've not got the shoes on for this. Yeah. <clears throat> um. But yeah, you know, it was, it would it would normally be the boss's decision if we were actually looking to to buy something or um or it may just be we'd go down and we had just bought something whether it be a big tractor or a big fairway mower or or whatever it may be um and but also you were looking at other stuff as well so for instance we had a machine which was effectively a, a tractor tone hoover Okay. If that makes sense. So you could you see a lot of the American guys, they have the Billy Goat sort of um leaf facts. Yeah. So it was the it was the same kind of thing as that, but also underneath you could drop down like a sucker and you could literally hover the fairway up by just going up and down. Right. So this is something that you could go and look at and you could see someone they always used to use they always used the use the sucker and like suck up like bins and contents of bins and things like that to sort of right. demonstrate you know like a, a, a sending a brick through it and things like that to show yeah. you, you know what it can do and things like that so uh you know you had your basic golf course equipment that you had to have but then you had your slightly off piste kind of things which you would see and go oh, actually you know maybe that might make a big difference and then you you know and then you would take it from there
0: yeah have you seen much of a change then on salt texas side as in uh maybe selling or advertising more to the homeowner or to them smaller machines was there any big sort of, you know less tractors more i don't know domestic mowers for example
1: well i think with the introduction of battery obviously with battery stuff they have to start off small so you're talking about residential battery i don't know 16 inch mowers and things like that so when battery became a big push you you don't just go straight for your tractors so what you saw was you know the smaller the smaller stuff you know the ego stuff and now what you're seeing you know this year and there was a little bit of it last year but this year's gonna be a much bigger year where actually now you're seeing the the ride on battery mowers and the stand on battery mowers so so it's kind of gone from you know the real big stuff down to the small stuff and then it's kind of now building back up but I would say with Soltex, generally, it, it is based for, it's aimed at everyone in the green industry. But you've got to remember the gardeners are a very, very small percentage of the green industry. Yeah. Um, a lot of the stalls, they will be, you know, gearing up and selling to golf courses, professional premiership football clubs, big councils, and everything that, you know, those guys would need. So if you are a gardener, who's in no disrespect to gardeners, but, you know, and you kind of just tend to some flower beds and you might have a, a Honda Izzy that's, you know, could last, you know, could withstand the nuclear blast or whatever, Yeah, yeah. then, you know, you might go there and think, Do you know, what? actually there's not really anything here for me, which isn't, you know, like a handheld tool yeah. uh, because there are lots of big ride ons and fairway mowers and, and all that kind of stuff um but you know soltex it isn't just about the equipment you know there's a lot of other things to to to, to do to do there um so they have the learning live so that's seminars from you know all, all aspects of professionals in the green industry and you can learn from them um i think now i don't know if this one's a new one but they now have if you're looking to I think they're calling it the jobs clinic. So if you're now looking to get advice on how to maybe hire people or if you're looking to um, improve your CV to get that that next job, the the next step up the ladder, things like that, that's now an option. And um, also one of the downsides of moving to the NEC, obviously you had the positives of it being inside, so it didn't matter if it rained. It's also in the middle of the country, but the downside was that you didn't get the demos because yeah. there was, you, you can't you you know even if just one stand sorry if, if, if every stand just started one mower you know it'd be deafening in there but because of the battery powered stuff you can now get a demonstration of it not necessarily cutting obviously but but moving around and how it works and stuff like that so they now have the eco village where you can you can watch some of this year's newer stuff um in action which is a I guess just makes it that little bit more interactive.
0: Yeah, definitely. I've always, you know, I heard that it transferred from outside to inside and me personally, and I mean like anyone for the type of kit and equipment that you're talking about here, you almost want to, you know, before you put in that pre-order on the day, you do want to try it or at least see it moving and seeing how you like user friendly it is. Or if it just suits you, your business, the company, the course, whatever it is, so I do see that as a big downside, but I just wonder if if that's something that in the future they may look to bring in elsewhere. You know, for example,
1: yes. yeah, I guess the thing is everyone everyone who needs to be there is there. So if you do see that equipment, you know, and and <clears throat> obviously it's a bit different with a twenty one inch lawnmower, but if you're going to be buying a ride on or a digger or or something, you know, which is a big priced item then, you know, you're not going to want to just go and buy it. You are going to want to get a demo. But the yeah. people who are there are the people you are going to ask with regards to demos, you know, and if you're going to be dropping 5, 10, 15, 20, God, could go up to 70, 80 grand,
0: yeah.
1: then, you know, these guys are going to be willing to to organize that demo. Now, it's a bit different on a golf course where, you know, they, they would drop it off with you and you'd have it for a couple of weeks and and see how you get on obviously people in industry like ourselves, they can't just be giving us a a ride on for a week because potentially they'd never see it again. But what, you know, a lot of them are willing to do is to say, right, okay, well, what lawn have you got, which is, you know, appropriate for this particular machine and then we'll come and meet you there and then they'll bring it out and then you can have a go on it and you can see if it works. And I guess you can then put it into your van and see if that's easy because i know some people struggle when they try and pick machinery up and put it in their van hey yeah um <laughs> a little bit <laughs> um, yeah 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 but that's one thing i mean there's you know but but the machinery's there so if you are concerned you know you can take a tape measure and physically measure equipment while you're there and go okay robert that's too wide that won't fit on my trailer i need something else um so whereas you know your dealer might not have as much selection in the shop and they're not going to they're not going to just and I know that like measurements and stuff are online and things like that, but I always think, you know, real measurements um slightly are sometimes different when it takes into consideration, you know, the wheels and and, and everything else.
0: Yeah, um, absolutely. It, I think that's the biggest part of it is is not only seeing it but being able to try it, like you say. Um personally, then uh, to yourself, have you ever actually bought no. anything there? I either. Being from from the golf course days, I know you said that would be with a boss, but have have you been there through the process of you know reserving an item, buying an item, and then actually seeing it back where wherever you are using it?
1: Yeah, so i, I I've seen stuff there which I have then gone on and bought, but I haven't how how should we say done a a deal there as such. Yeah. Um, I mean, but but also there's one thing to bear in mind that actually they do have like show deals. So if you are looking for something, it might be worth going because you might get that 20% off, you know, if you if you do put in that order during the event, which is yeah. which is something I, I was looking for a pedestrian sprayer, which is just something I haven't quite got around to. But last year I went and I sort of had a look at all of them which were there. Um, I In the end, I didn't go with it because there was actually only two sprayers at the whole show because it was a slightly smaller. Sp- smaller show because it was obviously the first one after covid and things like that so i yeah. i felt that actually i wanted to compare and see a few more in in um in you know actually physically see them um because i i'd used one before which i really didn't like and i was like god you know i really yeah. don't want to make I want, I want to make sure that the one i do buy is not like this one yeah um which wasn't the greatest so uh because i i didn't really get to see too many i actually held off on that but that was potentially something that i would have bought or ordered while I was there.
0: Okay, it's just always a, a process that I wondered how difficult would it be. You know, I, I watched some of the videos from Scott from SE Landscape in there, and he speaks about some of the machinery he's looked to even purchase or you know reserve whatever it might be. You know, there's nearly a twelve month wait on some of these like big app machines. Now, I suppose that depends on how niche the machine is, but. Yeah, really just whether it was an easy process to go in there, speak to them and, you know, and then actually come well, away got, with yeah, it.
1: Well, like, not I that mean, day, I but you know pretty, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, that's, I think that's in previous years, that's been really simple and really easy. The, you know, the, the, the hardest pro- problem over the last couple of years was obviously the pandemic and yeah. getting stuff shipped from America. Um, but then also you had the, you had all that going on. Um, and then obviously Brexit that affects, you know, um, prices of of shipping and this that and and, and everything else. So there's there's a big knock on effect, um, which causes those delays. I, um, I don't know if you watched the videos where I was trying to get a Billy Goat Blower, and it took me ages, and I was ringing around, and everyone was so a couple of companies physically took my money, and then contacted me and said, oh, we could, we, we just can't get it for you, oh. and then and then I got my refunds um and that was the power of social media that i got that because what i found was is that i I was speaking to the guys who import these things and they were saying look you know it's the container is is due to come in but it's it's not left america yet and you know we can put your name on one of them but until it turns up and that date keeps getting put back and put back so i i kind of realized that potentially there was a blower in this country somewhere but I had two options. One was to pick up the the phone book, if you want to call it that start at a, and go through every dealer, Billy goat dealer in the country and say, do you have one in stock? Yeah. Um, and then I, I put it out on Instagram and I said, look guys, anyone who follows me next time you go in your dealer, can you just ask them if they've got a Billy goat blower in stock? Not, not, not can they get me one, but is there one, you know, in a back shed or something? And, um, I had loads of people go, Oh, you want to try this company? You want to try? And it's like, no, no, I don't want to try anyone. <laughs> I need, I need someone to have it. And, um, yeah. Um, there's a, there's a guy crosscut cut lawns. I think he's on Instagram, um, yeah. Andy, and he went into his, his, um, his local dealer. He asked, and it was actually the, not only did they have a billy goat blower, it was the exact model I wanted. And it was the price that I'd sort of been looking at as well. Wow. Um, when I told when when I went and collected it, and I told the dealer, you know, I'd spent eight months trying to find this. He went, well, if I known that, I'll put the price up. And I said, well, yeah. I would, <laughs> and I would have paid it. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so you know, that was that was a great that was a great little sort of um, Instagram win, if you like, if if you like um, trying to get this stuff. So yeah, you, I'm sure you can order anything you want there, but you know, whether they'll be able to give it to you right now, who knows.
0: Yeah, different stories, different stories now. Um, Speaking about that then, because I I have been saying that Billy Go Blur of yours, and I know this is touching slightly on like autumn autumn maintenance, but how are you finding that? Has it been a game changer from the backpack blowers? I know that you use more time to time.
1: Well, well, this is the thing. So um, I was using backpack blowers, and then in autumn 2019, I pretty much finished my my autumn season of blowing and my shoulders were in absolute pieces and I was just and I'd always used billy goat blowers at the golf course so I was like right that is it I'm gonna buy one and then and then because of course it's not just autumn leaves it's also scarifying hollow cores it's it it, you can use it you know during the springtime but then also the uh the autumn maintenance going straight into the leaves. So it's not just used for say two months of the year. It is used a bit more than that.
0: Yeah.
1: Um but but so I made this decision that I was going to buy one in autumn nineteen. I thought, well, do you know what I've nearly finished this this leaf season. So there's no point in buying it now. I'll wait till the springtime because springtime was spring twenty twenty. So that was pandemic and I thought, yeah. right, well I'm not gonna who knows what's going on. I'm not gonna drop sixteen hundred quid now. if tomorrow the government say you can't go to work because you know I need that money Um, so (laughs) I, I held off and then I tried to get it in the autumn or when you want to buy equipment you need to buy it the season before you want it so I started trying to look for it in the summer and then I realized then I started my kind of like eight month hunt to uh to try and find it yeah had maybe I'd actually bought it in the autumn when I wanted it originally then then maybe i would have been able to get it easier but hey it is what it is yeah yeah exactly
0: but no it seems like a fantastic bit of kit i mean on that blower what is the pros and cons apart from obviously the fact that it's on your back like you're not weight bearing is yeah is it that much more powerful than than a backpack blower so
1: what i would say is they say it's four times the power of a backpack blower Mm. um but I think if you stood there with your backpack blower and you just stood and you sort of blew a, a sort of a, a line in the, in the leaves, I would say the blower doesn't blow it too much further than that. But, and this is where sort of the, 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 the good bit is obviously to, to kind of gain that kind of like 10 feet of blowing the leaves, you have to stand there for a couple of, you know, 30 seconds or more moving the blower up and down, trying to,
0: trying yeah, to dislodge
1: yeah. the leaves with the billy goat blower you just keep walking and it's gone and and it's gone yeah. so you know where you've done one pass of the lawn to get it that sort of like 10 feet back say you would still be just on a a, a foot and a half strip with the with the blower with the backpack okay. blower so it's it's that speed um obviously it is a lot more powerful so you can really like point the nozzle down and get into it and get whatever you're trying to blow gone. Um, and then also there's times where, and I've made, I made a video of this the other day where I had a gap in the hedge, say a, a two, three meter gap and I'd blown all the leaves kind of to that area and I needed to get them through the hedge into kind of like the wasteland behind. So what I was able to do is turn the, ba- the billy goat blower on, leave it on its own blowing through the gap and then go to either side of it with the backpack blower and then blow the leaves in. Yeah. And then, of course, that would then hit the jet of the, of the air coming from the, the billy goat and that would blow them through. So in a way, I am sort of double teaming it, yeah. although I'm working on my own. So it's uh, otherwise with the backpack, I'd have had to blow them out and then blow them through. But I'm it's- able to do this at the same time as if there was two of us working on a job
0: yeah and i think um, everyone knows that do it that it's an absolute nightmare you end up playing a bit of cat and mouse trying to chase some leaves around don't you almost when yeah when you don't have that sort of precision so i think it's on on its own from how you're sort of speaking about the item there i think it's it's worth it in more ways than what it just looks like what it does you know it sounds like you can use it in a lot more ways than than it's maybe just uh, advertised to you know but um
1: yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And and then also I've done videos before where you can use it in conjunction with a switch, um, a Green Keeper switch, which is that fiberglass kind of rod, which, uh, you know, particularly if you've got things like pine needles, uh, which can be really hard, hard to blow sometimes, you can, with the, with the fiberglass rod, you can dislodge the needles, and it sort of just kicks them up slightly in the air, because yeah. while they're in the air, the blower then just – sends them off Send. and, uh, on their way so that's how we used to actually blow greens we'd have one guy on a blower and have one guy on a switch all right and we'd split the green half and half particularly for the pine needles more so than anything but it just meant that you know the when the blow what the stuff the blower was blowing was actually in the air so it went even further um as opposed to sort of being um you know that sort of stuck in the grass blade yeah you know.
0: And there's there's no worse when you when you're there as a golfer and you're going around and you know before you put you're there picking them up and you you're moving things out the way. So I suppose having bits of kit like that and being able to do that sort of thing, it's it's yeah. a game changer all around. And especially you know for those people that have clients uh, that are like, for example, one of mine, they're in a very wooded. Well, the the house is built in the woods, basically. So it is just completely yeah. full of, you know, pine needles. It is an absolute pain. So if you can then up it, you know, up your service, improve it, and, and work these sort of um, tactics, I want to call them, you know, yeah. the client's going to notice it as well massively. And it's probably going to be something that they don't see too often or haven't seen that good of a result before in such a way. So I think it kind of goes in like investing in the right equipment and just leveling up to an extent doesn't it
1: I, th- I think also in the sort of in the obviously in the golf course industry and stuff like that you know billy goat blowers they're you know they're, they're all over the place everyone knows of them but i notice when i'm out using it on a residential lawn and things like that particularly if it's say the front lawn where people are walking by it's a bit of a head turner yeah um and then ov- obviously these people were seeing it and of course they're going wow of course, i didn't didn't know you <laughs> could have things like that but of course, of course, then they're seeing the van and they're seeing everything else, and it's it just puts sort of like my company, if you like, just that little notch above other people, and yep. um, also less forgettable because it's like, oh yeah, that guy with that real big blower, I've never seen that before, and and um, I think that can help in gaining some clients sometimes because they're seeing you do stuff that um, they're not seeing anywhere else. And of course, this time of year, you, wherever you walk, you can't you can't go anywhere for not hearing the sound of a blower in the background.
0: Yeah. Absolutely, it is. It's in the fact that what you're saying there it's a head turner, and I mean we've spoke about it before. But when you when you chose your name, so for everyone that's listening here, if you did go back to Dave's first podcast, he spoke about how he came across his name and his advertisement of his sort of of your brand and uh, you within your company, and the better you can. Put these dots in place the easier it is to join them all together and it is exactly that you know one thing adds to another that will bring you in clientele and i know this is a slightly opposite topic but i think it's a very it's a very good point to make at this moment that everything sort of intertwines you know with you and your business and how it all comes together and oh, absolutely you know upgrading these bits of equipment and looking professional while you're doing it all massive It's a massive point, I think.
1: Absolutely, absolutely.
0: Right, so we're just at this time going to take a quick break and we will be back with you in just a moment. This episode is brought to you by Total Loan. Total Loan provides scientifically engineered lawn care products to homeowners, hobbyists, and lawn care professionals. Their range of fertilizers and biostimulants will keep your lawn looking lush, green, and moss-free all year round. I use Total Loan products for my customers and on my own lawn, and I think you should too. The team at Total Loan put quality above anything else when they're producing their loan feeds. They use ingredients that are rarely, if ever, used by their competitors to give you the best loan possible. Try Total Loan today at totalloan.co.uk and use code JROCKLOANCARE at the checkout to receive 10% off your whole order. Total Loan are so confident in their products that you can use them on your loan and if you're not happy with the results, you can get in touch with them up to 90 days later for a full refund. Go to totalloan.co.uk and transform your loan right so welcome back thank you very much that was just our little ad break there so moving on talking back to soltex here. dave for you what's the best highlight about the show obviously it it seems to offer so much is there anything in particular you think is you know it's the one thing that's worth going to it for
1: so i think when you work on your own you know, in in, in this industry, it can, it can be sort of lonely sometimes in the sense that there's not necessarily people in the same profession to sort of bump ideas off and things like that. So at Soltex, of course, everyone there works in the green industry. Yeah. So it's it's a great way of meeting people and then, you know, talking shop, if you like, and things like that. Now, um, my first Soltex was 2016, um as the lawn guy, um, before then, every time I'd ever been, I was just a green keeper at golf course. So, um, it was slightly different. I was now looking for equipment for myself. Um, I think it was that year actually that Hater brought out the, the new, uh, 41 pro for instance. So there was a bit of a buzz around that. and, and, And that was one of the things I ended up buying actually. Um, but also around that sort of time, kind of Instagram kind of like, I suppose kicked off and you kind of had like your Instagram gardeners, you know, very much like what we are. Yeah. And, you know, I've got a, you know, so Greg Francis, that a lot of people know of, he, you know, 2016, he was like, Oh, I'm going to the show. Does, you know, is it, is anyone else going? I was already going cause I knew about it. And, um, and actually because he'd sort of made this post, um, and, and you can't miss Greg because obviously he's so tall. Yeah. Um, I, I made the mistake of going up and introducing myself and, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I can't get rid of the bugger now. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that was in 2016. Um, and I think actually they, there was a, there was about five or six of us. Um, and then they all met up and they had a beer in the weather across the road. Um, afterwards I, I unfortunately missed the message and didn't pick it up until it was too late. So I didn't actually go for the beer, but, um, you know, there was a few relationships made there. So then the following year, 2017, um, Greg said, "You know, should we all just meet up beforehand? You know, when everyone's still there, and then uh, grab a coffee, maybe a beer. Who knows? It's like eight, nine o'clock, nine yeah. o'clock in the morning, and um, you know, there was there was more and more people there. <clears throat> of course, I think what happens in America is, you know, we tend to sort of like jump on that trend. And in America, they were having their big GIE as it was um, lawn care rally, where the, you know." everyone from the industry kind of got together. And I think Greg kind of said that with kind of that in mind, but obviously a, a lot smaller scale. Um, and then there's a guy called Curtis who was UK Lawn Care. He had the biggest channel at the time. He mentioned it on his channel um, and it kind of became Curtis's sort of breakfast meetup, if you like. Yeah. Uh, but, um, you know, a load of people turned up and it was great. But with um, GIE uh, a couple of days, uh, two weeks before, and that particular year, they did a real big kind of get together. They got sponsors involved and um, and they were giving out hats and T-shirts and, and all these, you know, free gifts to everyone who turned up. And I saw that. And at, the, at that time, I was quite, um, I had a good relationship with the hater social media manager. And um, I literally pinged him a load of videos from the GIE in America. And I was like, look. You need to get involved in this. No other company is doing this. You need to get involved. So, and and then I mocked up a T-shirt with hashtag Hater Stripes on, and I sent it to him. And I went, you know, I'd wear it. Yeah. And so this is 2017. So Chris was his name. So he turned up to the the breakfast meetup. He bought everybody teas, coffees, whatever they wanted, and then he had a massive cardboard box with Hater Stripe T-shirts, which he handed wow. out to everybody who was there and that was the first time i think that a a company really kind of acknowledged us as you know as a collection but sort of individual gardeners but actually if we all get together there's quite a few of us so that was 2017 and um you know that was that was pretty cool um and then 2018 it grew uh, Chris unfortunately had left by this time. He was pl- he he was planning all these big things, but he unfortunately had left and moved on. Um, so Hater supplied everybody with either Hater or Toro socks. Um, <laughs> also, in that year between seventeen and eighteen, John Ryan had started Lawn Care Legends. So he'd gained that you know put together a big kind of meet up, and they had competitions, and he'd laid on food and everything else and it was really kind of more obviously on a much smaller scale, but much more like what the Americans were doing. And it was, that was where you can then start building relationships and, and uh, and meeting people. And then obviously I, I found out that you know, Greg lived, you know, half an hour away um, and, and from those meetings, you know, now, um, quite often, particularly the hater mowers, I'll just let him service them because he's obviously the the biggest hater fan in the world. Yeah, uh, and that's just a job <laughs> I don't need to do. But that, you know, that was all born from meeting at soltech, So I think it's 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 getting together and um finding people who potentially are going through the same stuff you're going through, whether it' good, bad, or, or 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 whatever.
0: I think that's a a great point of it, and it's you know what actually hearing. The way you explain it there through the timeline, and this was a great thing when you first messaged me and said, "Look, I've, you know, I've been going since this point to now." You know, I I knew that you'd have the experience of it, but I have always kind of worried, uh, worried, wondered where the where the start point was for let's call it the the influencers, the Instagram gardeners, as you as you mentioned it, where mm. that actually kicked in, and it, it's interesting to hear the lads that you know we know of, and I'm sure anyone that is kind of active on social media knows of it. It's strange to think of how it just starts with someone making a bit of effort and saying, look, let's just, you know, get together. Something as simple as that. It can, it sounds like that's when it was born in the UK yeah. anyway, you know, the absolutely influencer ride, you know, because now companies gone from what you said here, I did at that point, companies are still slow with it. I think, but they're getting better at sort of tapping in and, and going, oh, these people actually have a very good angle to, you know, not even to like invest in, like, I'm not even talking about sponsorships, but I'm talking about just as in giving them the time of day and going, this is going to be beneficial both ways if we just, you know, bring down the iron curtain, as to speak, you know?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And also it's it's not just meeting the people, but also the companies. So, mm-hmm. Um, if ever you watch any of my stuff, you'll know that um, I'm a massive fan of the company Trackmaster, who, yes. sup- who make my aerator and scarifier. And, they, you know, they make turf cutters and rotavators and, excuse me, um, all that kind of stuff. Now, you know, I, I like to think I have a very good relationship with them. But that came from years and years of seeing them at Celtics and chatting to them and telling them my thoughts and what I liked and what I thought they, what I thought they needed to do and stuff like that and mm-hmm. you know i i wasn't looking for anything i wasn't looking to to sort of get all I was looking for is to to sort of have a chat and and see what their thoughts were and what they were planning and and what i thought would would help me you know if they made this or they made that it would it would benefit my business and and if it benefits my business it it surely would benefit other people's businesses Absolutely. And you know they uh they, you know they're tiny you know compared to the size of some of the companies they they're a tiny little company, but they actually were prepared to listen after you know i've 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 done a few videos on it, and I've sort of told the story of um um some of the the times that they now make and and how that came about but that was that was a number of years of going to Soltex and just speaking with them mm-hmm. about you know how how I felt they could improve improve it for everybody and, and probably their sales as well, I'd imagine.
0: Yeah, I mean you'd like to think. I think mm. with with that, because you know, I've spoken to quite a few people about the whole manufacturing and how a company gets from, you know, an idea to actually, you know, it's on the it's on the product line. And mm. I, I tend to wonder who actually does test a lot of these bits of equipment because it's all well and good having an engineer in a room saying You know, theoretically, this is the best thing to do. But, you know, you get 20 gardeners in, lawn care fanatics, actual lawn care professionals, and you go, try this. Let me know what the pros and cons are. You know, hands down, I think that you're going to get such a a rich pool of information from that. That can only benefit, you know.
1: And 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 I've said this on plenty of platforms, and I'll, I'll keep saying it. I think the true test of a lawn mower is to put it in the back of a trailer and rag it around town for ten minutes, and then get it out <laughs> and try and start it. Yeah, you know, honestly, um, because you know they'll test the you know on the computer that you know this is this mower's got this amount of force, and so that will create that kind of like uh, suction and this, that, and the other, and that's all great. But are you in the in the real world, when it's you know it's really wet grass and, and the mm-hmm. bag. All the pores, if you want to call it that, you know where the air comes through. Once that's blocked, is that the readings that you're getting on your computer? Is that a true? Re- is that a real reading after, you know, two weeks of use? Yeah, and it's it, it's interesting that um, a lot of companies sometimes when they release stuff and it goes into the market, it's it then gets withdrawn or, or called back and things like that. And I think, do you know what? This it could have been sold. An an, an example of this is the the steel uh, roller roller muller that they make that before they released it to the mass, you know, um, public, as it were, I I was very fortunate um, that I was, I actually did the initial testing and, and I found a fault with the, with the roller and, I took it back and then they gave me another one or they fixed that one. I can't remember. And then I took it away a couple of days later, same fault. And then it turned uh, when they looked at it, they realized it was exactly the same fault as the last time. So they thought, okay, we need to change this. So they, they changed something, whatever they did, you know? Yeah. But they were able to do those changes before it went to mass market. Yeah. So of course no one had that problem because somebody had actually, taking it out and tested it and not on their test tracks in their test fields um, where I guess everything's in the perfect conditions and stuff like that, because it may be that, you know, the issue is, is not mowing grass. The issue may be when you're, you're moving it from van or trailer to lawn and it's going along a common path or, or it's being, you know, rammed up that ramp to, to get it into the trailer or get it into the van, that might be where there's a weak point and they're not the things that people are testing. Um, So it's, uh, you know, it takes a lot of trust and they, they, they understandably, they can't just let any old person do it. They need to find somebody that's going to do it. And, you know, if it's top secret, it's top secret, you know, you can't tell anyone, you can't take any photos. So they can't take a risk and just letting any old, any old so-and-so, um, do this sort of stuff, I think sometimes, and what i 've seen from from us gardeners who might have a YouTube channel and then decide that we are influence overnight, but we can just rock up and just get free stuff yeah, and um you know companies aren't interested in working with people like that. if you have to explain who you are then uh you're not you 're not an influencer and yeah. um i've i've seen too many videos where people are trying to trying to get something for nothing and um that's not how it works.
0: Yeah, I've said it, you know, on a few podcasts, Instagrams, everything, that if that's the reason why you start channels and why you're starting to be more active, one, it'll be seen. You know, like you can like you just said there, you can see when you know if something's not doing very well and you're over over overselling it, you're like, right, that that just looks fake. It's not it's not real. And but but again you know, you can't expect to come on and and just get stuff that's, like you said, the company makes that move. Like, you can ask all you want, but a company's not going to just go, yeah, why not? We'll just give you three grand worth of kit and we trust you that it's going to help us. You know, they've got decisions to make as well and it cannot be what's in the forefront of, you know, your ideas and your content. It needs to kind, you need to just do, for anyone that's listening that is interested in it, you need to just do what you're interested in doing, what you enjoy doing. And if if that brings, you know, the masses or companies calling at your door, then fantastic. But I think it's a very hard thing to to fake, I suppose, you know, to that yeah, regard. Yeah, absolutely. Because
1: yeah. when you... It's... Go on. <clears throat> no, 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 Sorry.
0: I was just going to say, when you are when you are doing that sort of things and it does come to you, that point of being honest with what you're saying. And like you said there, if you're, if someone says it's top secret and you're not allowed to tell anyone about it, then you need to kind of keep that close to your chest and, and earn that, uh, that rapport, isn't it? Basically for the fact that, yeah, you might be online, but you can also, you can also strip that right back and just be an honest, an honest reviewer to the company and just make it work from there. But yeah, yeah, I I think it's a there's no fully right or wrong way about no,
1: being known but you know it takes it, it it takes a long time to build these bridges and the, these bridges are very easily burnt. Yeah, and um, I was watching I was watching something from I'm going to say the GIE in America, but it's called something else now. Can't remember what it's called. And um, it was two guys who were classed themselves as influencers and they they started having an argument because one of them one of them was guaranteed first go on it on, on said equipment and the other one was already using it and i was just thinking guys what are you doing companies wow. are going to see that and go actually no you're all you're all a load of unprofessional idiots we're not we're not involved yeah and um it's you know this is this is a professional industry and you have to act professional
0: yeah it, it... It is. It's a, it's a big pool. And it, you know, this would make a great podcast to have is like a group podcast for people that are sort of online and, you know, receive items from companies and people that are also trying to do so. And it'd be really interesting to hear. I think people would find it even more interesting than what, you know, I would just hearing about it all in this journey, because when we've spoken in the past, you know, you've received items, I've received items. It's Mm. a very different journey. You know, but between the two. So and very different companies, you know, in some forms. So I think there's a lot of there's a lot that goes into it, is kind of what I'm getting at. That it's very hard to explain just through one person's experience. But
1: Yeah, it it it's all different and it's all there's reasons why companies will want to work with you. I and mean, it may be simply that you've got X amount of subscribers, so they know that if you use something it's going to get it in front of X amount of eyes and that's kind Mm -hmm. of what they want. Or it could be that, you know, they see you as a professional in that specific um, industry and they want your advice because they see that you are the best guy out there, whether you're a tree surgeon and it's a new train chainsaw or it's a, it's a lawnmower or, or it's a hedge cutter or whatever it may be. You know, they'll be aware of people out there and they will find the best guy who's going to feed that the feedback that they need to know, whether it's good or bad yeah. um, to help them um, improve their product.
0: Is this something in that you've seen at all at Soltex? Like, you know, without naming names or whatever else, have you seen people go into grafted companies to try and receive items? Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. Oh, really? Um, <clears throat> yeah, and it's it's cringeworthy, to be honest. Is- Right,
0: right. No to self. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> don't go begging. No,
1: yet. Yeah, yeah I... exactly. But you know that. You know that. With, um, I'm sure you're the same. You know, with with uh, some of the products you've had, it, it, it's an email out of the blue, and you're yeah. like, oh, crikey! You know, I, I, I have none of that machinery. I have no affiliation. I have no. Um, I've, I've never done anything with 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 a particular company. Then all of a sudden, you just get an email saying, "Oh, would you like to?" try some of us our, our products and
0: yeah. you know
1: the way i see it is is yeah absolutely yeah um because even if it's not something that you're you particularly like or it's not something you're going to buy the way i see it is well if i can use it for let's just say it's a blower and i'm using it for the leaf season that's a leaf season that my blower doesn't have to do yeah yeah no that that's agree with there's many if, ways. if nothing else comes there. from it if nothing else comes from it that is something isn't it
0: yeah no absolutely yeah, I just wondered with the upscale of it all, I mean, you're talking around there, around about 2017-ish, you know, people first meeting at Saltex and, and being known through the online community and in that sort of, that empire of, you know, Instagram, Turf Care, mm. you know, Go Do That that's all starting to rise at that point. I just wondered if over these years since then, you know, the last five years, say, if there has been more people seeing the benefits of that and jumping in and trying to exploit Soltex for that for that scenario, you know?
1: Yeah. Um, I mean obviously since then I so so seventeen was kind of like the start of it where companies were getting involved. Um and then eighteen, you know, hater was still doing a, a little bit. Obviously Lawn Care Legends got a lot of sponsors in and that you know that's a lot of hard work from John mm-hmm. um, sorting that out. I actually, I wasn't there 19, but I, by the sounds of it, it looked like it had taken that extra step up. Um, and then, of course, 2020 was cancelled. Um, 21, I know that um, Lawn Care Legends, they did a takeover of the airlines, Um And I think they've got a takeover this year as well. Um, I think they've got three John, or four. Yeah, um, I know of one, but um, I think that's for John to... John to, to discuss and put out on his platforms as to where they are and what times and stuff.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think, I mean, just touching on that for people that are listening and like the sound of this sort of community-based thing, there is many, you know, groups out there and things like that. But Lone Care Legends does seem to be one that's, especially at Soltex, you know, I keep an eye on it this year, and this is my first year being in that type of group. And, you know, they they seem to be making quite a movement. 20-something sponsors now, What well, you know, it's fantastic for them. So that's yeah, for sure. Absolutely. But, uh, but yeah, it's definitely something people should be looking towards as in Soltex as a whole. One of my main questions for you here is do you have your eye on anything particular? I know you said about the pedestrian sprayer. Is that still on yeah. the cards or anything else?
1: Um yeah, yeah, that's certainly something that one once you've done a day of spraying iron or something, you were like, I need a sprayer. <laughs> um so yeah, I will definitely keep my eye out for that one. Um, what else am I looking for? I, I I keep dabbling with the idea of a ride on um, uh, of some description. Now, I, I'm quite lucky that a few of my clients have ride ons, so I'm able to use use them and effectively test them. Mm-hmm. And that I've got three. I've got four, but one of them is an absolute death trap. (laughs) Um, And uh, I was—I there was—I was was at a a demo day the other day, and I was telling the story. Um, But uh, it's—I nearly died. Um, But maybe that's for another show. That one, but it's—but but but the point point is that the other three are sensible. (laughs) Oh, really? But they're they're all very different. And I was like, okay, thinking to myself, well, if I'm going to buy one, which one am I going to buy? And and the reasons why and the, the uh, i'll tell you what they were one was a john's tra yep. traditional kind of tractor law mower with a rear discharge which goes into a bag at the back and then you pull up a lever and you lift the bag up and it dumps it all on the floor yeah so what i find so although i love it i love the mower and um, i think it's great the issue i now have is i have to keep a small tarpaulin on the mower so then when I want to fill up the compost area or the bins or if I was taking it away, which I'm not, but if I was, I'd have to put it into the trailer. What I would need to do is put the tarpoling down, reverse onto the tarpoling, dump the grass and then lift the tarpoling up and then dump it into whatever I need to dump it into. Right. So the, the pros are it's a great mower. The cons are you have to mess about and li- potentially lift up. A tarpauling of um, I, I don't even know how how big the literage of one of those things are. If a if a normal lawnmower sort of like seventy liters, um, it's got to be it's got to be hundreds, isn't it? Yeah, um, yeah, surely. So you know you're you're picking wet, you know, like I don't know three four hundred liters of wet grass up. It's it's not it's not easy sometimes. So that would be the disadvantage to that one. Um, I then have a Cub Cadet which is a side discharge and that side discharges really, really well. And okay. I think that's great. But what that has is the nozzle, which comes around the side and then it has three bins at the back, if you like. So that's perfect. So all you need to do is that you've now got possibly the same literage, but you've got them in three manageable sizes. So you can just unhook them and you can, you know, just pour them into trailer bin compost area or just a pile on the floor if that's, you know, if that's where you're dumping it. Yeah. The disadvantage is obviously the tube sticks out like a foot wider than what the mower does. So potentially that may, you may struggle to get into some areas. Yeah. Um, if you were loading it on a trailer, you might have to disconnect all of that stuff each time you do it and put it back together. Um, and then also um, some of them will have like an actual kind of like fan, which helps get the stuff up the tube. This one doesn't have a fan, so it's not the best at bagging because it's kind of the grass as it leaves. The deck has quite a long way to travel before it gets back into the bag. Mm-hmm. So so there's some really good points, but then that's the disadvantage there. And then a I, I have an American client. So in true American style, she's got a 360 zero turn. Uh, Toro. Okay because that's what she I suppose grew up seeing um the the lawn care crews using um so that's brilliant I love that and that was that was really really efficient and it was brilliant and I was like well this is obviously so so what I should add is this is set up for um mulching yeah so you I think you probably you you can side discharge you probably could put some kind of collector on but she's got it set up so that it recycles um and mulches the grass up so that's fine and i was like well oh, this is the way to go but then last summer as in summer 2021 not the one just gone um was obviously the complete opposite to the summer that we've just had and it was really wet and the grass grew every day and it rained it just felt like it rained every day yeah and then what i found is that actually i was having to double and triple cut this lawn because it was just leaving wet clumps everywhere. And it was awful. It was, it was embarrassing. I was having to go over it with the blower and it's a big old lawn to yeah. try and get some of the dew off it. Then I was having to mow it, as I say, two or three times. And then I was then having to go back over with the, with the, um with the blower. And then all of a sudden this mower that's supposed to be really, really quick was, miles slower than I, I almost felt like getting my toro time master out and mowing yeah. the lawn with that because i could collect the grass and it just would simply do a much much cleaner job so then i was like so each time i sort of you know go towards one um i'm always then going oh no for that reason i can't choose that one so i'm still a yeah little bit up in the air i think to be honest i think the and this is the thing is because i do residential lawns it, i think it's different if you're doing council and and big playing fields and stuff like that because you can just let it side discharge or rear discharge and mulch up or do whatever and if it's not the neatest job hey, it's fine it's, yeah it's fine but when you're on residential lawns you can't leave clumps of grass all over the place and if it's a big enough lawn that you that you know people who know that some some of the sizes of my lawns that you know i don't i don't particularly scare that easy so um if it's a for me to use a ride on it's got to be a massive lawn um, and I don't want to be going over that several times, particularly with a blower and things like that. So I think I would definitely need a mower that collects. So to be honest, I think kind of the the Cub Cadet setup of that side discharge and then the tube to the back. Yeah. That, the mo- to, that today is, um, is the most appealing one. Tomorrow it might be the John Deere with the, yeah. rear, the rear discharge. <laughs> But today, I'm sort of leaning towards that one. So I think when I look around the mowers, these, these are the thoughts I'm going to have in my head, as well as what actually will fit in my van or fit in my trailer. Yeah. Um, that's obviously the the other thing.
0: Well, I mean, the the it, it is hard for, depending on what you're doing, because even... Because like, you're saying there you do res- residential and you've got that's like the main focus point, right? Like that's where mm. it needs to equate to in, in work. You do get obviously like you've got your John Deere models in which you can it's like a combi system, right? So you can have the bag on it, you can put the mm. blocker in, change the blades, and then you've got a full on you know mulch kit. Yeah, I-, I think that things like that would appeal to me more domestically. My issue is is with some of these loans that are so big. And I mean, I've seen your pictures there, Dave. Like, some of your loans are absolutely fantastic. And, you know, I'm sure 98% of it, 99% of it is down to how you take care of them more than what they've got, you know, there. Mm, I just you. you know, it, it's kind of hard finding something that does it all. You know, I worry sometimes that when I take my zero turnout and mine is mainly for the areas in which people don't care too much about. Yeah. But, you know, I can't take that. I see what you're saying because I can't take that into one of these really formal gardens and, like, stripe it up. So what I'm getting at is I think somewhere on the scale you lose, you've got to lose out somewhere to win somewhere else. Yeah, you know. And I think the best thing for you to do is when you look at at all these and, I mean, you've used Rhydon's for, you know, 10 times what I have, but find something that covers all of it. And then if it, if it can still do the job somewhere else, then that's like, that's a big win. Cause I th- I'm yet to see something so like, yeah. that does it all, you know,
1: to run to a I high think standard. Where the, the, yeah. I think that's where the, the Cub Cadet sort of, I'm not saying that brand, but for me that, that collection system works quite well. Cause you can very quickly whip that off and then mm-hmm. you're just side discharging.
0: Yeah, I mean, I looked into the cook so, Cadets a lot. I mean, I was really interested in buying one. It was more just, I was looking for a second-hand one, I think, rather than brand new, and it just never happened. Yeah. But even some no. of them mulching system-only ones seem to do, you know, the, the mulching-specific mowers do very well. It really surprises me about what you're saying with, with the clumps. I wonder if that's that machine or, you know, the, the blade setup or, you know,
1: yeah, or I mean, where that
0: problem would lie.
1: I I think it was just um, probably um, a a, a very fertilized lawn and a very wet. So the combination means you have very long grass because this was a weekly lawn. Um, Okay. Right. So it was, it wasn't, it wasn't going over a couple of weeks and then just very, very thick grass. I think it was. Um, But, you know, that's one of the other reasons where I sort of like look at the, the cup cadet a little bit is because what I've, I don't know about you, but I've always found that I really struggled to find a decent dealer um, yeah. and I, I feel I found one and actually it's a tool hire shop and it's just down the road from me. And they are a, um, they're actually a track master dealer as well, um, but they are a skill and a cub cadet dealer. So for ride on mowers, that's the, that is the stock that they, they have. So, um, you know, that, that could influence the decision um otherwise it's kind of for a decent dealer i'm driving 45 minutes in, in in kind of any direction and uh sometimes it's uh maybe worth just staying a little bit closer to home uh, particularly yeah. if you need a part and or, or or whatever it may be
0: i mean as we know it, it's something that can easily put you out of work isn't it and with the smaller machines you can kind of get you can get away with it because you'll either have some form of backup or whatnot but the chances of you having two ride-ons you know, ready to go at any one time. At at this moment in time, is pretty slim. If I I hope I'm right in saying yeah, that.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. By having I something. Mean, what... Oh God.
1: Yeah. So, so what I was going to say is, so what I do have is the Time Master. Now I think the Time Master is a wonderful mower, and it plugs that gap perfectly mm-hmm. um, because it's that thirty inch deck. There are some sort of how should we say more? Prof... There's obviously a professional version, but then there are like Ferris um, Ferris to a thirty inch mower. Uh, But obviously you're talking thousands as opposed to just like, you know, 1,200 maybe or or whatever it is. And I love that mower. And what that mower does is it plugs the gaps. And even on my lawns where I do formal striping with my hater, um, rather than just using a, you know, what I want to try and do is save the roller from um, the rougher grass where there might be tree roots and things like that. So I tend to use a four wheeled mower Um, and you could use I was sort of going, thinking down the line of like a, a 21 inch, but actually, I was like, no, let's just use the Toro Time Master. I've got it. It's going to make me more efficient. It's going to make me more, it's going to make me quicker. And then I can just smash these areas out, concentrate on the the formal areas and getting the stripes and everything down. Um, my Time Master is coming towards the end of its life. Um, so that would have been one of the things that I was looking at at Soltex. But I was fortunate enough that I went to the Toro demo day uh, last week and they had the the pro version of the, of the Time Master. I can't think what it's called off the top of my head. Um, is it Time Cutter? Um, anyway, but I would have gone to Soltex to look at that, to yeah. sort of compare and contrast, but actually I was able to see it. And one of the things I noticed, or one of the advantages of the Time Master, is that the handlebars, you just pull a lever and they flick forwards. So uh, for me... Um, I probably spoke on the last podcast about this. Efficiency is everything. So the way my van sets up is I generally carry three mowers and I can access each one of them instantly. I don't have to move anything or get another mower out the way. Yeah. Um, I just grab that mower that I want to go. So that means that the, the two mowers, the 51, sorry, the 56 Pro and maybe the 41 or this season I've been using the Ego, they go in through the side door. Time Master goes in through the back door. Now the problem is is if I was to get the professional version, the handlebars don't fold forward. You would need a socket and a spanner to to uh to disconnect oh, really? them. To dis- yeah. So instantly by having a look at that machine, I'm like, okay, well that's that's a pain in the ass. That's not gonna work for my setup. Yeah. So that makes it that makes that decision easy. I'm gonna get a time master, which is actually something that I probably will get. And then I will then keep my my old time master as a backup because there has been times when the time master has gone down. Um, and then all of a sudden you're, you've got a 21 inch and you're trying to do the, the work of a, uh, of a 30 inch. Yeah. And it's a, uh, it's noticeable, particularly yeah. if you've got a day of 21 or, or if you've got a day of time master mowing, all of, all of a sudden you're, um, you're not getting home till it's dark. Yeah. Um, so, so having that backup mower is, a uh, is quite important, I I think, um, and that's you know, my I'd say my main mower is the fifty six pro, and I have several um, in various states, but ultimately <laughs> I've always got a backup. Yeah. So um, I can, while one's being fixed, I can just crack on. And yeah. I think particularly, you know, as a solo operator, that's that's everything.
0: It, it is a hundred percent. I mean, that's exactly. It's what, what I was going to say just then was. Having a dealer close to you makes that has parts, is you know, it's worth the negative of some, you know, something else to do with that more. For example, when my clutch went on that Ferris, I just picked up a commercial contract. I just picked up, I think it was three other uh, large domestic properties that required, you know, a 36 inch onwards, some form of ride on equipment. And when that clutch went, I went from thinking it would be a, a two day turnaround to oh we need to wait for ferris to import it from America. That'll take two weeks, I think a week and a half it took, I think. Uh yeah. because there was already a batch on the way, but still a week and a half wait and then when it got there it took, you know, another couple of days on top of that. So already there I missed a two visits out to the places and one visit on the other ones. So you know when you add that into uh, you know, it cost eight hundred pounds to get it fixed, but I also lost out on probably somewhere around seven eight hundred pound worth of revenue during that time as well. Yeah, you know. Whereas I mean, we had go- that
1: composite. Sorry, yeah, yeah, go on.
0: Sorry. Just like if, whereas if you've got somewhere on, on your doorstep that's reliable, that you know you can take it to, and the likelihood is it's in the UK, you're gonna have it within forty-eight hours. You know, worst case scenario.
1: Yeah. I mean, e- e- even that, I mean, we had that conversation about my blower, that I've had a, a steel 600, BR600 for the last seven odd years or so, and it's never skipped a beat. And then on the 10th of October, it, it, it died, and it needed a lot of work doing. Like how oh, you remember the death of the blower? No, I've, just, I've literally just pulled up my diary, because okay. I was interested <laughs> to see how long it was, um, bearing in mind that we were in October, October and it's leaf season, and that yeah. was I've got I've got loads of variations of blowers, whether they're big Billy goats or they're handhelds. Um, I've got loads of handhelds at, at the minute for some reason, um, but I only have one backpack. And even with the Billy goat, you still need the backpack to get the to get the leaves out from the the you know the fence line or the the, the, the patio or whatever, so that the Billy goat can get in and then carry the leaves on. Yeah, and. You know, it broke on the 10th. So I went straight to my dealer and I said, look, look at this. Tell me how much it is going to fix it. But I need a blower now. And I saw that you you obviously we spoke about you buying the 800, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, yeah. But but I I couldn't wait. I had to buy one. So um, I bought another 600 and I've got no problem with that. You know, I don't because I've got the Billy go. I don't really need any more power Um, because as i say i'm only really getting it out from the edges so that the billy oak Goat can do the work but that was on the 10th and i i decided to make this i made the decision to fix the backpack so that i would then have a spare one um it was the best part of 200 quid to be honest um but i mean it's, it's basically brand new now but i actually picked it up this morning um on the way to work so you know that's that's well what is that that's basically uh, yeah, nearly two weeks, isn't it? Yeah. Was um, it two weeks? Yeah, two weeks. One, two. Well, three. We we'll call it three weeks. And of course, in October, there is no way you can go three weeks without a backpack blower. So it's just something that I just had to do. But um, so now I've got the backup anyway. So uh, so should that situation happen again, be it be, and it doesn't have to be leaf leaf season because you know you're obviously scarifying season. Um, so the the springtime and autumn maintenance as well you know, a backpack's a, a pretty important tool.
0: Yeah, I think it's it's one of them that I mean, and we were speaking offline about this, is it's a it's one of them items that although you think that it's, you know, could be used massively in, you know, one area, really it comes in handy all all the way through. I mean, even doing the driveways there, I noticed just by having the comfort of a backpack for the large driveways, you know, you yeah. can you can lightly brush away the sand after you finish sanding in. So it's just another time where when you invest in these bits of equipment, you, you know, you find other uses for them, even if you're not using for, for its like primary purpose. But yeah, yeah the, absolutely. the, the, the extent of having the dealers there is massive. And I think with Soltex and like what the key bit that I've taken from this, what, what you mentioned was being able to meet the people that you would normally ask the question to, because if you can meet them there in person and it, you know, it might not be the CEO, but it might be a sales rep, whoever, if you can make that connection and it's, you know, a brand or a company, certain item, whatever it is, that you really know that you're all over, you love, you're love, you going to keep on invested in them. That relationship that you make there is, you know, it can make all the difference when you're in a time of need for a bit of a kit, kit and equipment, either up. When you've got it absolutely. already, absolutely. Or future buys, you know,
1: you know, and so at Saltex, um, I remember being at the Toro stand, and obviously you meet the Toro people who 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 help create and promote it, uh, but and and generally they're you know they're they're English people and they're they're um work based out of a Spellf- I think it's Spellthorn, um you know just off the M25 there, but I was able to meet um some of i don't think he was the ceo of toro but he was an american chap and he was he was about you know he was proper top of the ladder kind of of importance yeah, yeah. and um <clears throat> you know he was here and he was then going off to some of the uh you know the wentworths and stuff like that to see there and uh, maybe i don't know wembley or somewhere like that so to, to see all the his his products in action um, but you you would never have access to people like that anywhere else
0: yeah and i, I do I, I think it it is it's all about and that's what i'm learning from soltex as i mentioned to people this is my first year going to it and um, one of the key things i am looking forward to is networking and you know a large proportion of that is speaking to uh, you fellow gardeners lawn fanatics you know those online in the community but also with these brands and and you know, find out more about the brands because I'm very limited. You know, Husqvarna, Ego. I've got some still equipment, um, like the combi tool and the backpack blower now. But there's a, a wide range of other, you know, products out there and other manufacturers that
1: just I haven't. You've, had it ne- you've never heard of exactly. Yeah, there's going yeah. to be brands there you've never have heard of and you've never seen, and um, you you will, uh, you know, you'll find it quite interesting. Yeah. um in just seeing some some stuff that you you've never seen before um, yeah. in the and you know you think, yeah that makes sense, that could work quite well um, I would say to the people who are going this year that it's going to be slightly different in the sense that last year some companies didn't go um, yeah. so they've lost their spot so if for instance still were have always been in the same in the same spot um this year they will be they will be somewhere else because i know that toro who went last year have now got their their prime location if it uh, were right. as it's you okay. were um and uh, we spoke about them earlier Trackmaster. uh this they weren't there last year so their stand is in a different position i can tell you now that their stand is g050 if that helps you find it i definitely would uh Go by and see them, you know. Particularly if you want to support kind of British companies, who are you know little independent British companies. Um, and if you were, I don't know, let's just say you were in the industry, or so you're in the market for an aerator, and you could buy a Billy Goat, big American one, or you wanted to support your sort of local independent company, um, you could go Trackmaster too. You know, I but. I have no sort of affiliation to in in that respect, but you know, I know a lot of people, you know, buy local as they say. Yeah. Um, and, and support your local, your local business. And we are, you know, in need of being supported, you know, people supporting us as, as local businesses. So, um, you know, what goes around comes around as they say.
0: No, I completely agree. And I mean, may I add to that is track has got an absolute, you know, top-of-the-line reputation for, like, how... I never put it this way. I never realized how small they were until... And I used the scale small, but, you know, the the big on the the product scale, I would say. But I never realized how small they were until I actually spoke to you. And, like, you told me everything that you did about them. I just thought that these were, you know, a massive franchise brand that was, you know, selling everywhere. I didn't think that they were, like, a shop in England somewhere that, you know built aerators yeah, yeah. and everything else
1: they're a, they're a little workshop in haywards heath
0: yeah so and, um, it's a good point to know if anyone's close to that area it might be even more worth your while uh, investing in that kind of machinery but 100 exactly. i will definitely be uh personally i'll be going by their stand it's something that i've had my eye on and whenever i have used aerators i've loved using their ones so it's yeah definitely I, so.
1: and also i mean not that i gain anything from this but if you do if you have heard this and you are going to think about going to the trackmaster stand just tell them i sent you um so um, <laughs> either dave warner or the lawn guy yeah. um as i say i don't get i don't gain or i don't benefit from this but uh yeah it'd just be quite interesting to see their reaction when i speak to them so uh yeah if you've enjoyed this podcast um go to trackmaster and tell them i sent you please
0: yeah. <laughs> and show make sure you do i'll send you a sticker or something um but Last question for you here, Dave. Is what would be your top tip to anyone attending about the experience of the show?
1: I think don't be shy, is what I would say. If you, you know, you want to ask questions um, of the companies, you know, make sure you get there and you ask them. And um, if you, you know, you do see your favorite YouTuber and um, some of the big ones are going to be there, go and say hello. Um it's what I would say is there's it's a long way to go to come away wishing you'd gone and seen that but and, and I say this is the other thing. Um, um is a lot's going on. You know, I'd imagine a lot of us Instagrammers, youtubers, whatever, will will meet in Weather Spoons as we usually do. Now it's very easy to to see old friends and uh, have a good old catch up and then before you know it, a couple of hours has gone by. And then you end up potentially not getting around the whole show. So, so try and plan it and say, do you know what? I'm going to spend an hour catching up with friends. Then I'm going to go and do this. I need to see this, 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 and this brand. Um, And, you know, I would be annoyed at myself if I didn't see those ones. So get those ones done. And then, um, and yeah, just try and organize yourself and just try and keep an eye on the time. Um, My other top, you know, sort of top tip would be is, It is pretty busy. And although there are food stalls within Soltex, and obviously you've got the weather spoons opposite, you need to be thinking about lunchtime before lunchtime because the queues are ridiculous. Um, And it's not something that I've ever seen that they get on top of. So uh, just be aware of that. Um, Don't wait till you're hungry because you could be waiting a couple hours to... To, to to get in the queue wow
0: that, that that's massively helpful actually i'll take uh i'll take both of them on board going forward um thank you dave i think getting you on for this again it's obviously it's not been solely about uh yourself so to say or about your company as such but it's been about like a third party subject but i massively appreciate you coming in here and Speaking openly about what you think about it all, as I just want to make clear, like, you know, we don't have any affiliation to Soltex. I'm not trying to promote it for that reason, but I just believe that it has a lot to offer in regards to even if it is just networking, if you've got no intent of buying any tools at all, you know, for the networking and getting to meet people and like Dave said at the start here, it is it can be a lonely trade when you're out for weeks on end and not really having that full circle conversation with anyone so you know I think it's something that if you get yourself down there you'll have an amazing time especially if it's within a short drive from you but uh Dave thanks for coming on to the podcast and just sharing all your experiences really
1: no problem no problem at all I've enjoyed it so yeah as I say as Sam says he's not affiliated with Celtics I'm not I'm just I've been going for the last you know on and off for the last 22 years so um you know I've got a bit of experience with the show
0: Absolutely. Right. Well, thank you again. So everyone, I hope you enjoyed this podcast with Dave. It's obviously amazing having him on again and being able to talk through. That's one thing that I'm getting from all these is that it's anytime sort of Dave comes on the show, it's a wealth of experience that goes alongside, you know, the things that he's talking about. I'm just having a little look through here. Just I know that we've had a lot of new people jump into the show um, over the last sort of six months, should I say massively, especially more in the last three months. If I can, yeah. So I just want to say the podcast episode where we interviewed Dave and we spoke through the interview of everything to do with him, his business, and everything about Dave, really, was episode 35. So if you scroll down through the podcast, episode 35, you'll get a. He had Dave talk a lot more about, you know, more things lawn care and his business related and how he got started and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, thank you very much again for jumping on this podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it. If you did, please just swipe down, leave a review or a star rating. It is really appreciated. It's the best thing you can do. So, till next time, everyone, take care.